Well, if you weren't here for Sunday school, you'll, you'd know you don't have to be very intimidated. I cried. So I'm just, I'm not real, I'm not that tough of a guy. I like to come off tough, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I'm a real I'm a teddy bear kind of. Um, so we'll, we'll get that out of the way. Um, they're not in, I, I guess this is what happens. I have three little girls. They're five, three years old and almost one. And so two of them are in the Sunday school or not Sunday school now, but whatever your, your junior church. So they're in junior church. Thank you. And, uh, and then the baby's with my wife somewhere probably. <laughs> but anyway, my wife Diana and our three little girls are here somewhere. Um, and, uh, and then I'm Alan Moore. Um, uh, appreciate you guys again, uh, for anyone who, uh, wasn't here earlier, letting me come out and, and, uh, uh, preach. Um, we're, um, you know, happy to be able to see there's another church real, real close to us. It only took us like 50 minutes to get here from Hillsboro. Although the traffic was good, I'm sure the difference is a 50 minutes or an hour and 50 minutes going over the bridge and stuff. But um, we had a good drive this morning getting over here, and it's nice to see, you know, another kind of pocket of Christians and, and people trying to do um, do what they can for the Lord and, and getting out into their communities. That Fourth of July event, I love those kind of things. Those, you know, if you, if you haven't ever gone to something like that, you should go. <laughs> that'll, that'll really get you kickstarted for doing something for the Lord, getting to be out that many people and and you know, trying to just be a, just a light, just, just a little light, you know, to as many people as you can for the Lord Jesus Christ. It'll really get you kickstarted. Um, so yeah, if you haven't ever done something like that, you should, um, it's a, it's fun. (laughs) Um, but anyway, yeah, thankful to, you know, see there's a church here doing something I hadn't, uh, until about a week ago, I didn't realize you guys were here. So, um, of course I've only been saved for about six years. Um, kind of gave my testimony earlier. So I don't know if you guys record anything or not, but you can, uh, if you do, you can probably listen to it somehow. Um, but anyhow, uh, not to get into all that stuff again, cause I already did it. Um, I was kind of looking at your guys' church on your, on your website, just kind of seeing what I could know about, you know, before I came up here. <laughs> and I saw you guys, uh, support three or four missionaries that we, our church supports. So kind of names I recognize the, um, the Robinsons is our pastor's, um, you know, brother, uh, to Malawi and, and, uh, the Andersons, Papua New Guinea. We, um, really got to know and like, and, and so it was neat, you know, seeing another church getting, getting to, um, you know, supporting missionaries and stuff is important. Um, and, uh, and, and just how everything's tied together. I think your pastor spent some time at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. My brother's over there right now for a couple of days and then he's going back to Florida. Um, and so it's just, you know, you don't, you don't really, uh, it's a pretty small community when you, when you're, you know, believing the Bible the way you should and, and trying to do something for the Lord, you, you find out there's, there's other people like that. It doesn't seem like it in this world. It's gone so crazy. Um, and, and just so, you know, like, like loss has a different meaning than it did years ago. They're, they're really lost now, it seems like. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, despite that, there's, there's people that love God still. Um, and, um, you know, you get that way when, whenever, um, whenever you let, uh, you let God take your sin away. Uh, if you haven't ever done that, you should. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just encouraged, encouraged to, um, to see here, uh, see all that. And, um, you know, I used to, um, and don't worry, I'm not going to get in my testimony again, but I, I used to, before I was saved, I, I thought of the, of preaching as just, you know, a guy up like I'm up here right now and talking to, you know, mostly Christians probably, um, and, and preaching on a Sunday morning. And that was it. That was preaching. You know, that was, that was it. Um, and that's, that's all the concept I knew about preaching. And, and, you know, there's a lot of, it, it is, you know, the, the pastors and, and preachers and stuff behind the pulpit's the minority. The preachers are the guys out at the grocery stores, right? <laughs> that's you guys. That's me. 
Um, that's, um, the, you know, at the jail ministries and the nursing homes and the 4th of July events and all these kind of play. That's where the, the preachers are. You know, our job is to get the gospel out to a lost and dying world. Um, you know, people who, who have been blinded by the God of this world right now, the devil. Um, and, um, and, uh, you know, getting it out there. And I used to always think it was just here. And the whole point was, was to, you know, work, work all this time until, until you got saved. And that was like the end of it. But it's really the starting point. You, you get to that point and then you start going out, right? Um, and so I'm just, I'm glad that we have a reason to live. Um, you know, really thankful to have a reason to, to, um, live, um, and, um, and a goal to, to have, you know, it really, you don't, you don't know what to do unless you, it's like starting a project, right? You do, you don't just start like nailing boards together and just, you know, I guess we'll see where we end up, <laughs> you know, like you, you, you know what you're going to build before you start nailing stuff together, right? You, you have to have some idea of what you're doing to do something. Um, so it's good that we have a, a goal to attain to, you know, we know what our job is to get the gospel out, please the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you know, give glory to God. Some of the things we talked about the last hour. Um, and so we know that's a goal. So that means we need to do these things to get to that goal, you know, and it's, it's nice having that because, you know, there's so many people in this world that are kind of just floundering around. They don't know what to do. They don't know what they're trying to get to. Right. Um, and so it's, it's good to be a, you know, a Christian with, with something to live for. Um, but it, it seems to, and, and this is kind of what I want to talk about. You can turn over to Acts chapter six. Um, I mentioned I, I've been saved for about six years. This is probably one of my favorite parts of the Bible, this story about Stephen. Um, if you're familiar with it, I'm sure you are. Um, probably one of my, my favorite, you know, kind of just the way it reads and stuff is, you know, it's, it's that's exciting to read about. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty exciting thing that, that that guy went through. Um, and, and, you know, the way it all came together, we'll talk about it more, but yeah, one of my, one of my probably, everyone likes, you know, David and Goliath and that's cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, that's a cool story. Um, but this one, you know, I, I like it a lot. Um, it kind of stuck out to me, uh, when I started reading the Bible. Um, but anyway, it seems to me a lot of people, they, they get to thinking kind of like I did when I was lost before I, before I got saved is, is they kind of get to thinking that it's just, you know, the, the missionaries going out into the world, you know, the, um, and, or the pastors behind the pulpit and these preachers and stuff that are, that are supposed to be doing the work. And they, they forget that, that, you know, most of the, the work that God has, has for us, you know, those people are in those places. Well, the missionaries is different, but you know, the pastors help encourage you and teach you and, and some of these kind of things, but then you're supposed to go out and do something. You know, you, it doesn't end there. That, that's, that's the kicking off point for, for your calling in the, in the ministry. And, you know, I kind of want to just, Bring, bring the, this kind of point around that, you know, we, we all have a job in this, in this, in this ministry that, that God's given all of us. You know, we have a job to do. Yeah. Um, and, and I kind of want to talk about that and, and, and really trying to get you guys to think about and, um, anytime I, I kind of put these things together and I'll do, um, and honestly, I'd recommend any of you guys doing this. I don't, I don't preach real often. You can probably tell. Um, but I, I read my Bible and, and, you know, kind of read my Bible and something will pop into my mind. And it will start off like this. It will start off by like, oh man, I need to work on that or I need to do this better or whatever. And then I'll be like, oh, that'd be a good thing to preach about, you know? <laughs> and, and, but it always starts with like, you know, I need to do this. And then I'll think it's a good thing to preach about. And then it really helps me. I'll write out a sermon outline and, and, uh, you know, I kind of get it all written out. And then that helps me study through and kind of see what else the Bible says about that thing. Cause I figure if it's something that convicts me, then I probably should look into it, right? If it's, if I'm reading a verse and it's convicting me right away, then I should, I shouldn't just, you know, like do this. That's, that's what you want to do. <laughs> you want to, you know, like, like that, that verse, 
Um, God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Your knee-jerk reaction is like, la, 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 la. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. Um, but what you should do is be like, oh, it's true. You know, the Bible said it. So it's true. God, God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Good and bad things. Cause when you start studying it, you realize that. If you just want to do the la, 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 you know, and, but you, so for me, you don't have to do it this way, but you know, I'll kind of start putting together an outline or something just because it, you know, if, if, you know, there's that saying when you teach something, you end up learning it better. It's, it's kind of that way for me. You know, if I'm going to take the time to write on paper and see what there is to know about it or something, it kind of just helps me to get to know more about it. And then, and then I'm more convicted and half the time, then I'm, I'm not doing this. So now I'm just under more conviction and, um, and whatever. And I just live my life like that. Conviction, conviction. <laughs> um, but it's good. It's good. Um, what, what was I? Oh, anyway, I'll, I'll put these sermon outlines together all the time. And then the trouble is I hardly ever preach. And whenever I do, it's never one of the ones I already have. I'm 20 of these sermon outlines laying around. And I never preach any of them. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why the Lord has to do with that. But you pray about it. And it's like, that's definitely just, you know, I'd be out of the will of God if I picked up one of these. <laughs> and write a new one, you know, last minute. <laughs> um, but, um, but anyway, the, so... Getting to know, you know, I don't know why I even brought any of that up. There, there's a lot of, the, my note says there's a lot of work to do before the Lord comes back, right? Um, I don't know what any of that had to do with it. Maybe maybe start reading your Bible and thinking about the things that convict you, look into it a little bit more. But there's a lot of work to do before the Lord comes back. And he's, you know, he's coming back back real soon. I know people have been saying that a long time. Um, but it's going to be really, really soon, guys. You know, I mean, it's, now is, there is not a better time than than right now to get like really, really serious about this, this, you know, this Christian life thing, this whole pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, it's not just a, you know, going to church and doing the things and going to the deals and, you know, talking to the people and smiling when you're supposed to smile and shaking hands when you, this is like, I mean, like for real, like, like Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday for real, for real, because he, you know, it's, it's going to get, it's going to get real for real when he comes back, <laughs> you know, now, now you're going to go, Oh, whoops. I should have, I should have been more, a little bit more serious about that. You know, like back there, you're not going to have another chance. So right now is your chance. Um, and, uh, and so I, what I want to do is just, is just kind of point out and we'll talk about it a little bit and maybe use Stephen as an example about how, you know, we all have a job to do. We're all in the ministry. You guys know that. Um, and, and just keep you remember. Oh, I remember what <laughs> I remember. We're bringing it back around. Um, so I, I, I kind of had, I've had this idea bouncing around my head because I'm reading my Bible and that's been sticking out to me the last few weeks. It's, it's really been on my mind. Like, man, I need to get serious about this thing. You know, that, that's why I have it written down because I tell you I get convicted and I write it down. That's something that's been convicting me in the last few weeks, especially I talked to my wife about it. Um, and just like, man, like we need to get really, we need to get really serious about this, Diana. You know, like, right, we, we really do. Like, yeah, we, we think we're serious, but let's step it up a notch, another notch or two. You know, like, it's, 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 we gotta get serious about it. Um, and so I wanna tell you guys, you should get serious about it too. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things of the Lord's convicted me, I'm trying to just like push the weight back on you guys. <laughs> you know, to where now you guys have something to do, it's not just me. Um, but Acts, uh, chapter six, and, uh, and we'll read verse, um, verse two, then the 12, um, then the 12 called multi, uh, the multitude of disciples unto them and said, it is, 
it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Um, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And so in, in Acts here, you know, they're trying to uh, pull out certain people um, uh, to um, to be set aside for, for some work of the ministry. And, and Stephen ended up being one of these people. Um, in the next verse, verse 5, it says, And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, um, and uh I'm not a preacher, okay? Uh, Prochorus and Nicanor and uh, Timon and Periamas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And so they picked out Stephen. He's a man uh, full of faith. And I'm, I'm going to use kind of two examples simultaneously, so don't get confused on me. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to say it right now so you you do it. I want to kind of point out that we're all called to the ministry, so you can think of either Stephen or or these missionaries. But a lot of times, I think people get in their minds the missionaries they go out in the world and they have this big job to do. You guys have the same. We have the same job, all of us, to do right here. You know, they have kind of different struggles. We have different struggles, but the the core of the job is exactly the same. <laughs> this is exactly the same. You know, the Lord didn't say, go ye out into all the world except for where you already are. All the world. Everywhere. So they went there and we're here. That's great. But we have the same job each place. You know, and they kind of get this idea that they're these big bad, you know, doing these great things. You could do all those same great things here. And and so I want to kind of point out, you know, some stuff that that they do that you should be doing too. And also that Stephen's doing here that you should do too. Okay, so that's the confusing part. Them and Stephen, but it's all you. So um, try and keep that straight. <laughs> um, use whatever illustration you want that works better for you. But the point is you need to do something. That's really the the aiming point. Like I said, I, I might be the one talking, but all the pressure's on you guys, not me. <laughs> all, all of it's on you guys. Um, but um, so I want to point out one thing um, first. They're all living by faith and not by sight, right? That, that doesn't change if you're in Malawi, Africa, or Oregon. Um, it's, it, you might have to have faith in different things a little bit sometimes. Although Portland's so bad, I don't know, you know, Portland, Vancouver, and all those kind of big cities. You need a lot of faith to live here, believe me. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty rough right now. Um, but, uh, you know, living by faith and not by sight. Um, you know, God has chosen us to be a soldier to please him. Right. Um, but there's a, a part in the Bible, I'll go over to Hebrews 11 and I'm sure all you guys know this verse, but we'll turn over there once and I'll probably reference it multiple times. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse six, Hebrews 11 and verse six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Um, that's, if you're not living by faith, that's pretty scary. Your whole job is to please the Lord Jesus Christ, but without faith it's impossible to please him. Uh Oh, that's a conundrum, right? (laughs) There, that, that sounds to me like there's something that everyone needs to be doing, whether you're there or wherever. When they picked out these men, you know, one thing that it specifically says, they found a man full of faith and of the Holy ghost, right? Um, uh, this guy who's, who's saved and, and trusted, um, Jesus, but he's living by faith. Um, and, and I think a lot of times we make it, we make it really hard in our minds to do, 
Um, but it's, it, you know, it doesn't have to be that hard. Right. Um, and, um, you know, just, just exercising your faith is, is, is trusting God and, and everything. I know for me, um, and, uh, and I'm just going to be just totally honest with you guys this year. I don't know what it is. I was talking to my wife, but it seems like everything in our life is just like coming to a head. Um, and it's just been a really, really hard year for us. Real, you know, kind of stressful year. Not like some, you know, big like sickness stuff, just life, you know, three young kids. And, and it's a lot of them are like, the, it's good stuff, but it's stressful things. And it's just kind of been hard. Um, and, uh, it's, it's been like a busy kind of hard, you know, like I can't keep my head straight kind of, kind of stuff. Um, and, and it's like, man, I don't know why it's so busy all the time and we can't, can't ever do anything. And, and it's been, you know, kind of stressing our, our, stressing us out, especially me. Um, and that living by faith thing is really, you know, I let it, I let it stress me out. Um, and, and you can expect trouble, right? Second Timothy two, three, uh, verse 12 says, yeah, all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, right? I mean, there's going to be troubles and things that, that, um, happen when you're trying to live for the Lord and, and, and we are, um, but it, you know, it seems, it just seems like it's exceptional, exceptional, <laughs> someone help me out. Exceptional. Thank you. It seems exceptional right now. It just, it's just, there's so much. Um, and, and it's really just about not putting all of our, our trust in, in God for the things, right? What we're doing, what we, what we've been doing a lot is we've been trying to take all these worries and stuff on, on ourselves. And we really have we've just been trying to deal with it ourselves or take care of ourselves. We haven't been trusting God, um, wholly with it. You know, you know, we'll pray and, uh, you know, maybe a lot of times we'll get the girls and all of us and we'll, we'll pray about these things. And, and, but, but really in our, in our heart of hearts, right? Cause, um, you know, the Bible says, um, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life, right? So we'll, we'll say things and, and pray, but really in our heart, we're not trusting God, you know, and we're, we're trying to act like we are sometimes, but we're not. And so then we're taking on all this stress and then that's, now that's affecting this part of our life. You know, maybe, um, your Bible reading, maybe your prayer life, maybe your, um, relationship with somebody, um, maybe, maybe you're not witnessing anymore as much as you should or at all. Um, and so, you know, you try and you, you, you lose that just like little bit of faith in God on, on these practical things of life, right? The affairs of this life that you're getting caught up in. Um, you're worrying about it. You're trying to take it on yourself and now it's affecting all these other parts. Um, that was me this year. That's <laughs> just, that, that was, that's where we were. And we weren't putting, we weren't wholly trusting, trusting God for it. Um, and, uh, obviously Proverbs three, five, six, like you start reading Proverbs for the first time. And it's like the first verse that I feel like jumps out of everybody. Um, but trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. Um, you know, and, and it's an easy thing to say and sometimes it's a hard thing to do. Um, but it's, it's that, you know, again, uh, living by faith, it's just putting, putting all your trust in him and, and kind of what we're talking about here to, to remind you is it's that idea of, of living, whether you're, you're Stephen here in this passage, um, or a missionary around the world or you're living right here, which is where we're at right now. You, you have to live by faith. You can't please God otherwise. Um, and you want to, that's your job to please him. And, you know, you really have to, um, and kind of tying it back to the Sunday school is using, um, you know, other people in your lives could, could help a lot. Um, you know, kind of all that stress was going on and my dad helped a lot just a few days ago, kind of helped put things in perspective and, and, um, you know, kind of, kind of gave it to me straight and, um, you know, about like 
Like, well, what, you know, where's God in this? You, you know, you told me all these things about how you're going to do this. Or you're going to take care of that. But, you know, where are you trusting God? And it was like, he's right, <laughs> you know. And and so sometimes you, you need to kind of let people help you, right? Because um, I know for us, we, we um, you know, kind of, you know, I, I opened up to him and was just like, I'm really stressed out right now, <laughs> you know. And then, and then that allowed him to help me just kind of open it up. Um, and then that led to... Um, you know, Diana and me trying to do some stuff and anyway, not to, not to get into the whole thing, but, but I realized like, man, I can't even, um, and, and this was like, you could ask my wife afterwards. I'm like, I can't even clean out my garage without the Lord's help, you know, like just trying to clean out my garage. I can't even do that right without, without God. I mean, I just need his help and, and everything really, you know, what, why on earth do I think that I'm going to take care of this thing? Uh, I can't even do this, <laughs> you know, and, and, if you don't think that's true, John 15, you could run over there or just listen to me when I read it. John 15 and, um, and chapter 5. And sometimes you come across these verses, especially if you're a newer Christian or haven't been saved a long time, and you're like, I don't know. I mean, the Bible says it, but is that really true? I feel like I can do a lot of stuff, you know. That's been me younger in the faith. But John chapter 15 and verse 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. Nothing. You know, sometimes you read that and you're like, nothing though? I mean, like, nothing? <laughs> yeah, nothing. You know, and it, the sooner you kind of get to that acknowledgement, the better. Um, um, yeah, literally, this stuff I'm talking about was yesterday. <laughs> you know, we, we got to a point where it was like, I can't even clean out the garage without the worst help. And it was a, you know, a dinnertime prayer that turned into a long, you know, Crying, that was, there's me crying again yesterday, you know, crying thing. It's just like, man, I can't do anything right. Um, but it was, it was good. It was good to get to that point because now, you know, put the trust, put my trust in God and on, on some of those bigger things. And then he helps me with the little things, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's, it's really a point like you, you know, you really need to get there. It seems so, seems so easy. <laughs> it's just, you know, it, sometimes it takes kind of a bigger thing to get there, but if you can make it not be a big thing to get there, it's better that way. You know, if you can just, just believe it, just, you know, um, wholly trust in God and, and know he'll, he'll take care of it. Especially most of the time we stress about it anyway, is such, such nothings, you know, I mean, you, you're going to, you're going to live and do whatever you're going to do. And then, and then either the Lord's going to come back, which is probably what's going to happen, um, real soon. Um, or maybe you'll die in a car accident tomorrow or you'll, you'll die in 60 years from now, whatever. Right. But eventually either the Lord comes back or you die. That's the end of it. And, and then what's any of that matter? You know, those things that you stress about, about, um, you know, whatever, all, all these just, just, you know what I'm talking about? The affairs of this life. I, I told these guys in Sunday school, I know there's some new people here. That's like one of my favorite verses in the Bible. <laughs> you guys have it hanging right in the wall, which is really, really cool. I love that. I love, love that verse. Um, but it's just the affairs of this life is so true getting caught up in that and, and stressing out about it. And, and we shouldn't, you know, um, and, uh, t- turn over to Romans real quick. Let's go over there. Um, and, and all that, the part that brought me to that point was, um, was, was really being, being thankful that, um, my wife and I were, were praying and, and we were, um, you know, we kind of purpose to just, you know, let's be thankful for for all the things we can think of. Let's just start listing things. And, and just in doing that, it was like, you started realizing everything God did for you. And, 
And, and you know, that, that kind of helped bring me to that point is, is being thankful. And it's interesting. I was thinking about that when I was putting this together. I, I kind of put this note in for myself. It's interesting that that being thankful kind of got us to that good point. And, and in Romans chapter one, um, and I'm sure you, most of you guys know this, um, Romans one, what verse is it? 21. Um, because that when they knew not, or when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Um, that was when they weren't thankful. So the, and, and then if you read the rest of that Romans one to the end, it, it goes way downhill from there real fast, <laughs> you know, like, like real, real fast. And in, in verse, um, um, 26 for God, for this cause, God gave them up into vile, uh, vile affections and, and, and verse 29 being filled with all unrighteousness and, and, and verse 30 backbiters and 31 without understanding covenant breakers and 32 who knowing the judgment of God, um, and they that commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's, that's what that unthank. So the opposite of, of that, that pivot point a lot of times is that thankfulness. You know, that, that I feel like practically, and, and for me, and most of the time I'm sitting exactly where you guys are. I do not preach very often. Um, for me, I like when, when preachers will give me practical stuff and, and I've been saved a real long time, but I feel like being thankful really, really practically helps with that having faith in God thing. I, 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 in my life, at least it's really, it's really worked for me. And when you, especially when you just start thinking about the stuff God's done for you and, and anybody that's, it's so much, you know, and if you just start thinking about it and if you start listening off and even saying it out loud, it, you know, it really helps with that having faith because you start remembering like, Oh yeah, he did that. Well, if he did that, of course he could do this, you know? And that's like the natural, you know, there was always something else and if it wasn't that thing, it's like, well, if he could do these 20 things, then of course he could do that, you know, or if he did this one thing, of course he could do those 20 things. It's just, it brings you to that conclusion practically, it seems like. And so, you know, as much as you can be thankful, especially like husband and wives, you know, my, you know, wife and me try to do certain, you know, things like that, that can help us. And, you know, whenever we're talking about stuff that God's done for us, when we do that together, it helps bring us closer. And it's just, you know, it's really good. And, but then the opposite of that is just, like it's it's the beginning of this downward spiral. You don't you don't want to get into that. Um, and so um, so yeah, you know, being thankful I think would really practically help with the um, with the having faith in God and 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 having faith in God is just it's it's critical for for pleasing God, which is our purpose, right? Um, so we we just need to, need to do that. And then another thing, um, and you can go back over to Acts chapter six. Another thing that missionaries do and and we're going to find uh Stephen in this passage doing is uh is letting your light shine and and um you know the great commission and preaching the gospel right that whole idea of of uh speaking to the lost world about Christ and 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 being that fool for Christ right the foolishness of preaching uh that save them that believe so that that idea of kind of exposing yourself to some criticism and some embarrassment and and the list goes on and on all those things um that's something that again it doesn't matter if you're in Papua New Guinea or Malawi Africa or Europe or anywhere else or here right it doesn't matter if you're Stephen here that's that's something that God's called you to do not not the preachers and not the missionaries and not the you know, deacons and this and that and all these things. It's, it's, he called us to do that. All of us, you know. Um, and, and so since he called us to do it, we should be doing it. <laughs> I know, you know, it sounds simple, but 
you know, maybe you have to say that. Um, he calls us to do it and we need to be doing it. Um, and, and so I guess the question is, knowing that, you see, uh, chapter six and verse fifteen, uh, uh, I think that's the one I want, six and fifteen, and all that, and all that sat in the council. So this is after, um, I should kind of explain a little bit for, but you probably know. Stephen, um, they, they kind of call Stephen out, and then he gets, um, uh, the, the elders and, and, and the Jews, uh, take Stephen. They didn't like what he was saying and they kind of took him and started questioning him, right? Um, about what he was saying and, and, and so on. And while they were, while they were there questioning him and they're about ready to stone him after kind of the next thing he start, gets to say in verse 15 of chapter six, it says, and all that sat in the council looking steadfastly on him saw this face as it had been a face of an angel. They saw something different about Stephen. Right. I mean, they're getting ready. They do not like this guy. Right. This isn't, they're not like, Oh, look how he looks so nice. You know, this was, they, they saw, saw him as an angel because there was something different about him. They did not like him. Right. And, and I wonder how many times at work or, you know, in your life, when you're going about your week, does someone see something different about you or does, do you just blend in? Um, I know for me, I mentioned, I, I work in construction, uh, as a project manager and I, I get to, you know, a lot of times talk to all these different subcontractors and stuff and, and just trying to be, you know, put myself out there a lot. And, and believe me, my flesh does not like it just as much as anybody else's, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you're an outgoing person or an introvert or anything else, you know, it's just as much of a struggle to speak up for whatever reason. I'm, I'm a, a extrovert type, you know, I don't necessarily have much of a problem talking, um, and, and I could talk about whatever to anybody, but as soon as I go to talk to someone about crisis, it kind of chokes, you know, there's just something about that. It's hard for everybody, I think. Um, but I try to, I try to get over that as much as I can because I want to please them. Um, and it was, I think it was about last summer. Um, we were doing this big job walk and there's, um, we had different contractors there. It was kind of this like initial big groundbreaking, you know, this new job. We're building a big commercial building. And so it was, you know, trackos are there and all these people are there. Um, and there's probably about, it's a big circle, probably maybe, uh, there's 10, 10 different subcontractors and each one of them had a superintendent, project manager, and maybe a, um, like a foreman or general foreman. There's probably about 30 guys there. So 30 guys. And I'm kind of like running this, this kind of job walk thing. Um, and we're out there for about an hour and towards the end of it, one of the, uh, kind of smaller contractors were like, because we were talking about schedule. Okay, next week we're going to do this and let's do that and you do this. And we're kind of having that conversation. And one guy says, Hey, um, next Friday is good Friday. We don't, we don't work on good Friday. Um, and, um, and, and I heard this murmur kind of throughout what's good Friday, you know, and, and it's this. And, and then I just start hearing curse words go around the circle. You know, it's that, it's that stinking this and this, um, for that, that stinking this and this guy. And, and whatever. And, and, and that's curse words going around the circle of 30 guys. And that kind of gets back to me. And, and, you know, this was real quick, right? It was like murmur and I can just hear curse words. Right. And I, that made me mad. <laughs> you know, I love my Lord, Jesus Christ, Lord, my, my savior, you know, like, like he saved me from a, the pit of pits. Um, and I, and I, I love him a lot and I did not like people saying, talking about that. So, you know, a lot of times it's hard to say something, but that was just like, what am I not going to say right now? You know, <laughs> kind of a situation, but there's a lot of people there. So it was sort of intimidating. Um, and, and luckily for me, I was the boss. <laughs> so I had a little bit of liberty to say more than maybe another guy could. Um, but I, I, um, went and kind of lifted my voice up and 
I'm having trouble remembering. I was trying to remember. I was going to write down what I said, but I said something along the lines of, um, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm glad they don't work on Good Friday because that's, uh, um, you know, that's a, that's a day for my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ that saved me from hell. And you know what? Nobody works on Friday. Everyone gets Friday off. I don't want anybody here. Everyone take Friday off and you should all go to church on Sunday too, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, I was just, I wanted to give it to them. You know, I didn't, I didn't like it. And, and, um, you know, so the question is just, when was the last time you got to kind of be different a little bit, you know? And, and cause you, you know, you walk around the grocery store and there's all kinds of things I don't like. And I don't speak up every time I should, <laughs> there's all kinds of things I don't like, you know, just tell somebody about it or, you know, it doesn't always have to be this abrasive, you know, mean, I, I'm not necessarily saying that, but, but, you know, talk about your Lord and savior. He, you know, he did a lot for you. <laughs> and, um, and, and there's a lot of people that I, I was lost for, like I mentioned, the first 20 years of my life and very few people ever talked to me about Jesus Christ. And I'm very happy about the ones that did, you know, and, and a couple of them, I wrote their name down in my Bible. I'm so happy about it. Um, but not very many people have ever talked to me about the Lord Jesus Christ in 20 years. Um, and, um, you know, you should change that. You should talk to somebody about it, you know, make it, make it to where they can't say that nobody talked to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, it's, it's a, it's an important thing. It really is just an important, important thing. Um, I saw, um, I was talking to a guy, um, and, and yes, I've had a busy last few days. I know all these, a lot of these stories are like that yesterday this happened uh, on, on Friday. I was talking to this Christian guy, really good, um, really good guy. And he, he said something I never heard before. A lot of you guys have been in church for a long time. You probably heard this before. Um, but it's, uh, God made, you, you know, in, in the book of Genesis, uh, God says, let us make man in our own image. Right. And God made man in his image. And, um, and, and he said the saying that ever since God made man in, in his own image, man's been trying to make God in his image. Yeah. Right. And it's, and as soon as he said that, I was just like, man, that's one of the truest things I've ever heard. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to just bring God down to, to my level, you know, like I don't like him up there. I want to bring him down here. Um, and, and Christians will even get into that trap. You know, they don't, they don't like some of the, some of the stuff God says about their sin and, and some of the things that they enjoy. You know, they want to bring him down, you know, grab him by the ear and bring him down here. You, first off, you ain't going to do that with God. Man's been trying a long time. You ain't going to do that. He's, he, you know, the kids, the kids sing a lot. They have, we have a mighty God. You know, uh, what is that? My God is so big. My God is so mighty. All my kids are under five. So <laughs> oh, my, my God is so big. My God is so mighty. He is, he is a mighty God. Um, but, but man just tries to make him. You know, make him to where we can understand him. You, you, you can't understand. You can, you can about only understand what the Bible says about God. And that's about your understanding of God's going to be. But he's, he's big. <laughs> you know, God says that his, his ways are above our ways. Um, and they are. Um, so just, you know, uh, you know, understand that. That was kind of just a side note. I couldn't figure out where to fit into the sermon. So I just put it there. I'm totally honest. It doesn't really fit in anything, but it's just such a good saying. I wanted to say it. Um, so anyway, the next thing, stay faithful. That's probably about the hardest thing to do. The rest of it's more to do is this is just keep doing them. And really, and that's, that's probably the hardest thing to do. Um, in, uh, in Acts seven and verse 54, um, I thought about going through this whole thing and that's just not really what the Lord, um, I felt like led, led me to do, but I feel like a guy could really preach something out of this. You know, this is just such a fun passage of scripture to read. If you haven't really read it, or if you have, you should go home and just read from six to eight. <laughs> it's just a fun bunch of chapters to read. 
Um, but Acts chapter 7 and verse 54, <clears throat> and when they heard these things, so this is after, you know, Stephen said all these things, and when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, this is Stephen, and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God, and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cry out with a loud voice and stop their ears, and ran upon him with one accord, and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Um, and he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Um, and And so, you know, stay faithful until the end. Right. And that was, that was Stephen. Um, again, you should kind of read through that, that couple chapters, but you know, he stayed faithful, right? Literally until the end. <laughs> and his end was pretty dramatic. Um, you know, your end might, might not be quite so crazy, but it's going to be hard to stay faithful till it. I, I guarantee you that even if you're not getting stoned at the end, if you're just laying in your bed, it's going to be hard up until that point to stay faithful. Um, for whatever reason, just kind of the way, the Christian life is to live. It's, it's hard to stay faithful and, and to, to just stay in the fight. It's just a hard thing to do. Um, and, uh, but Stephen stays faithful to the end. And, and I think Christians, a lot of times they expect our missionaries to stay faithful to the end, right? Well, why, why do they have to if you don't? You know, <laughs> why do, why does the pastor have to if you don't have to? Um, you, you need to, you need to stay in the fight and, and actually fight. Staying in the fight isn't, you know, it's not, it's not sitting home and eating potato chips and, and staying in the fight. I'm talking like get in the fight. Um, you know, that, that idea of being in a war, it's like you're in the war whether you're fighting or not. You know, the, 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 but the question isn't about whether you're in the war. You are in a fight. You know, you might be losing the fight. You're in it. Um, but so the, 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 the idea is going to be stay faithful in it and, and, and keep fighting. And it's, it's, it's hard to do. <laughs> you know, you get, you get just drowned with the days and the things to do and the, you know, the sin that you can't just knock, you know, and you get discouraged about it and then you don't want to tell anyone about it because if you told someone they'd encourage you and you don't want to be encouraged, you want to be discouraged, you know, it, and it, it's hard. You, you battle it and battle it. Keep battling it. it. It'll be worth it. You know, when, when Jesus Christ comes back, it, it will be worth it, um, to keep fighting and, um, Go over to 1 Corinthians 4. Just read this passage, kind of help encourage you to stay in the fight um, and keep doing it. This will be the first time I mention it this time. I mentioned it in Sunday school. Um, This isn't my Bible. Mine's being rebound. And so um, it's my dad's Bible. I borrowed it from him. And I don't know where anything is. I know the books are supposedly in the same order, but... It doesn't feel like they are because, <laughs> you know, you just really get used to your body. I don't know what it is about it. You just get so used to it. Um, like I'm going the wrong direction. I never do that. <laughs> okay. Um, first Corinthians chapter four and verse one, <clears throat> and we'll read a few verses here. And again, I'm really just kind of at this point trying to encourage you guys to stay in the fight. Um, so first Corinthians chapter four, let a man so count of us as of ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of 
man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. Um, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified by he that judges me is the Lord. Um, and, um, you know, just, just remembering, uh, let man so account of us as ministers of Christ, you know, kind of the whole point or the point I'm trying to make is we're all ministers. We're all in, in this, this ministry God's given us. It's not just these certain groups of people. It's us. Um, and, and we have something to do and, and God's given us that to do, right? We're all stewards of, of this thing, but he wants a man to be found faithful. And that's us. And, and that's doing these things that we talked about. We need to be found faithful, remembering the common goal. I was, I was telling my wife, uh, earlier that I, I, I feel like I work better on a, on a team because, you know, other people doing stuff helps me drive to do stuff and, you know, we kind of push each other and stuff. And, um, I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, work on a team. It seems to help me because when it's just me, I'll procrastinate things and stuff and, you know, other people doing stuff with you kind of helps, um, with that. And I'm glad that this Christian life that we're not, just that God wasn't like, okay, you do like, this is your thing to do over here by yourself. And then you, I want you to do that over there and you do that over there. I'm glad it's not like that. <laughs> I'm happy the Lord set it up where it's like, okay, here's the deal. You guys all have the same thing to do. Please me and give me glory and work together and do that. You know, I think we Christians seem to forget to work together and do that part. Like I was mentioning earlier, you're discouraged. You know, you go talk to someone. If you're honest with them and say, Hey, I'm discouraged about this. You know, open up, like, don't be, you know, Mr. or Mrs., you know, I'm not going to show anyone my feelings. Show them your feelings. Tell them you're upset about something. They'll want to help you, you know. They'll be like, yeah, finally an opportunity to help somebody. I mean, people love to help each other, you know. Wouldn't you like to help somebody? Someone would like to help you. <laughs> Let them. Um, people, you know, we don't, we don't like to get help, I guess. And, and, but yeah, be, just be honest with each other and, and be, get some help. Um, but yeah, having that common goal, it's work together and, and, you know, we all got the same thing we're working towards. Um, so I'm, I, I appreciate that the Lord set it up that way. I really do. I feel like it's just, it's so much better that way to work together. Um, and, um, and doing that, we need to live by faith, please God. Um, we all do. It's not just one group of people. Um, and we need to let our light shine, preach the gospel. Um, and everywhere we are, I mean, be different. Um, you know, be a little bit abrasive sometimes be, be foolish. The Bible tells you to be foolish. Um, and, uh, and, and stay in the back fight. I think, you know, I mentioned this, but the kind of the big thing that's really been on my mind the last few weeks is the Lord's really coming back soon. And it's, it's, this is the best time to get serious about it. You know, it really is the, the best time to get serious. And, you know, if you're not saved, this is the, this is my, you might not have a lot of time to even get in the fight in the first place. You know, if, 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 if you're not saved, you're on the wrong side of the fight. Um, and, and getting saved is just as simple as, um, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Jesus came 2000 years ago. He died. He, he, um, was buried, rose to the third day according to the scriptures. And, and that was enough for God to be pleased, um, for him to take all your sin away before now, um, that, that verse, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While you were sinning, Christ was dying for you. And, and, and God loved you enough that he sent his only begotten son, uh, to die for you. Um, and all you have to do is, to, is to just take it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and, and get in the fight. And, um, you know, there's a judgment coming up for the Christians and, uh, you want to be found faithful. Um, yeah, you want to be found faithful. So we'll bow our heads and, and pray. And, uh, we'll have someone come up. God, uh, 
Thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to preach here. God, I pray that your people here would be faithful and, and you'd help them to do that. And you'd help the words that went out, God, to sing into somebody's heart and you'd, you'd, uh, encourage people or convict people as, as your word will do with different people. And, um, thank you for the opportunity, God, and thank you for your mercy and for you just being so good, God. Thank you for, um, a God that we can have a relationship with and not someone that we can't hardly understand. Appreciate that. And Jesus Christ, name I pray. Amen.